earlier this week, two beaches, right, in Cape Town were closed due to a sewage spill. This spill was induced apparently by load shedding in the excuse me, fish hook and uh, Maisenbeck areas. There's been sewage spills that have affected beaches in Wazul Natal, apparently Balito and North Coast, and also in the Eastern Cape, Nahoon and East London. This is just this year. And these spills compromise the quality of the water, leading to the closures of these beaches to the public. And while municipalities have warned the public uh, of the health implications, there are environmental and tourism implications that will come due to this closure. So we invited two guests to talk to these closures and their impact, but we invite you also, if you're a member of the public in the areas that we've spoken about or any other uh, area uh, that may be affected by this um, sewage issues, these sewage spills in these beaches, so that, uh, you know, we talk about it. Please call us if you're a citizen in one of the areas or somebody who's traveled to the areas and uh, and tell us about the impact that you think these spillages will have on 86 Desmond Desai is an environmentalist and member of the South Durban Community Environmental Alliance. Duncan uh, Hefield, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, Duncan, is chairman of the Umhlanga Tourism Association. Desmond, good afternoon. I mean, good morning. Tell me about, you know, the impact of these sewage spills and what, as an environmentalist, according to you, is causing the, 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 the spillage. Good morning. Good morning uh, to you and good morning to the listeners. Um, Durban, is, as a metropolitan city, has a huge budget. You know, millions of rands are getting into the city coffers by payment via the ratepayers or by payment via big business. So the money has been, you know, the money has been there. And the money should be used for the maintenance of the city to ensure that the city and the citizens are being addressed, are being serviced. That is not the case. What has really happened is that the big infrastructure projects, such as your sewage, your waterworks, your electricity, has collapsed. And it has been collapsing for a number of years now. It has got worse, uh, resulting in the sewage entering the rivers, entering the Durban Harbor, entering the entire ocean all along our coastline. It's just sad that, uh, you know, uh, we had the direction from the politicians that this is you know, a problem and they're taking care of it. But we've heard this for a number of years. We've heard it for a number of months in 2022. We've not seen the action. Surely a city, Durban has got the most beautiful beaches. It's got the attraction to bring people from all over the world to South Africa uh, and provide not only jobs, but also, bring, uh, also to provide the economic hub for, for, for the country as far as tourism is concerned. And small businesses benefit tremendously out of this year. And it's not only once a year tourists come to Durban. They come to Durban the year, whole year round because of its beautiful weather, because of its beautiful beaches. However, we've seen this year that tourism has lacked. People have stayed away because the city has not been open. The city has not, officials have not gone out there and addressed 
the issue that affects the E.coli level in all the features in, in, on our coastline. Uh, and it's a travesty of justice that this hasn't been done. I must say that uh, that you can imagine if the, the tourism industry that is the biggest employment of people on our coastline collapses. What will we do? We already huge unemployment in South Africa. 75% of our young people in Durban are unemployed. Imagine if the tourism industry collapses. This will be a shocker for all of us. A huge unemployment and poverty will increase. So, yes, certainly as an environmentalist, the beaches have been affected. It's a tragedy that the city hasn't been open, hasn't presented the results to every one of us. Uh, despite the call, the regular call is that we work together and that we can campaign tremendously to ensure that our beaches are seen. But more importantly, we can rally the society to come together to make Durban the tourism city that we want to see. Yeah. So, Duncan, let's let you into the conversation. Uh, You know, as the chairman, good morning, by the way. Good morning, uh, good morning. As the chairman of the Umhlanga Tourism Association, what have you been told about, uh, you know, the beaches that are currently closed as you and I are having this conversation about the reason why and what solutions are being presented so that they can be reopened and uh, tourism does not get affected? Well, I think you have to look at it and see that it's, it generally it's an infrastructural damage problem that causes the beaches to be closed and the reticulation of sewage to come back into our ecosystem. Um, you mentioned the Musenberg and the Fisher beaches being closed earlier in the week, and that was predominantly due to load shedding. Um, and during this time, obviously, our water treatment plants require electricity to have a, a proper reticulation of, of wastewater to the, the wastewater treatment plants. So the increased number of or increased stages of load shedding at increased periods of time has an adverse effect on the, the proper articulation of that wastewater through the, our treatment plants. And you've seen that has obviously impacted there again in Musenberg. And you mentioned the garden route and, and Fishhook. Um, as Desmond said in, in KZN, we have a different problem. We have a, a damage to infrastructure, which has been damaged during the floods during uh, April this year. And that has had a continuous non-compliance uh, issue, which uh, uh, in, in agreement with Desmond is it had months to fix the infrastructure. So compounded with the fact of load shedding, which obviously you see is pushed up to stage eight, and the depletion of infrastructure in KZN, it's, it's almost like a, a calamity of errors, which has now created a massive ecological and economic spill on our beaches along the KZN coastline. So which beaches now are currently affected? I mean, as I was driving home yesterday, I saw uh, a headline of a newspaper, one of the local newspapers here, that talked of various beaches that are currently affected. And, and you know, what is the general sort of traffic uh, that, uh, that, that, that uh, happens at this time of the year uh, to those specific beaches that had to be closed? Well, well, if you look at the beaches, um, we have um, 42 beaches in the, the KZN coastline that are used for bathing purposes for the various municipalities of Quadacruza, the South Coast Municipality, and Etikreni. And um, in the last couple of months, we've had effectively the main beaches of, of Etikreni have been closed for 246, minimum 246 days of the calendar year to date. 
um, the main beaches. Th- and that's the most, largely the entire year, almost. Entirely, in almost the entire year. Yeah. So, 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 and that continues. So, the beaches that are, have opened are are beaches that are are good for tourists, um, but unfortunately, it has an impact of of creating a bigger impact in those specific areas where we now opening a smaller beach for a greater number of people and the infrastructure pressures of security, crowd control, life-saving on those beaches get infected and, and affected going forward. Um, the main beaches in KZM, unfortunately, have not been opened. The pristine ones, um, Schlanger, Bronx Beach, um, those, those have still remained empty. And um, it's now obviously the 22nd of December, and we well through the fifth season start in KZM. And um, it's had a massive impact. I mean, we estimated um, from 2019 figures that we would have in the Northern Corridor plus plus minus 100,000 visitors per day that would be visiting our coastline. That's dropped drastically down by almost 35%. And with an economic factor, we believed in the beginning of almost about 25 million rand a day that we would be losing to the tourism sector. And that has skyrocketed in the last couple of weeks. So almost 45, 50 million rand a day has been lost due to our coastline being closed. Not to mention the ecological damage and our own fishermen not being able to fish and the people not being able to sustain their livelihoods that are part of the beach ecosystem and rely on the beach ecosystem as their annual um, wage, salary and, and sustenance. In the conversations that I'm assuming you should have had with uh, the municipalities, the various municipalities, what kinds of things are, are they saying about uh, making an investment in, uh, you know, uh, fixing the infrastructure that is allowing for these problems to happen, these villages to happen? Well, I think the, the, the municipality have engaged with us in their best endeavors to be able to fix the, the beaches. But the problem with the beaches is not a tap on, tap off type of situation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more complicated. You can't just fix a plug, put a plaster on it, and the beaches are open tomorrow. Sure. If I said to you, if you told me the beaches were okay to swim today and there's testing you know, of the water for E. coli levels, it takes a good seven to 10 days to get the ecosystem of the beaches back on track again from the, de- from the green flag to go. Uh, we have to put shark nets out. We have to get the people to clean the beaches. We have to get the lifesavers on, on point. Uh, it's, it's not just a tap-on, tap-off situation. And I think the, the municipality have been addressing it to the public as, as exactly a tap-on, tap-off story, um, which has created a little bit of a, I would say, a hesitance from people to believe in the accuracy of whether the beaches are actually a public health risk or not. Um, and I think that if the municipality were more transparent in their communication with, with uh, the community, I think we would have had a more better response to people accepting certain um, beaches were open and closed and, and relying on our other natural resources, which KZM and a lot of the other tourism areas have employed. of. Yeah, uh, Brendan. Let's talk about the uh, the health uh, the health hazard that comes with uh, the the spills. Uh, as um, you know, Andrew has just explained. What are particularly for the public? What are the health hazards that come with these spills? Well, look, uh, the the health hazards of uh, high levels of E. coli. If you drink the water, there are serious problems around. Tummies, you have a running tummy, you have dysentery, you have diarrhea, 
but uh, also if you have any wounds and you're swimming in water of this caliber that's contaminated, your wound can be very septic and you can actually lose an arm or a limb. We've seen this happen on, on a number of occasions over the years where the E. coli level has, high, has been very high and that the people have been swimming in the, in the beaches and that has occurred. So we would have won. We would have. Uh, we would have been, you know, wanting the city to really go out there and have a blitz and warn people, not just some day if they have wounds or even a cut on their arms or their legs or the, any of their limbs, uh, to warn people about that. But that the city didn't do that, and there's thousands of young people swimming on the beaches in Durban, unaware of the high level of E. coli and what it, and what, uh, what it can impact on. Um, you know, there's been huge amounts of, and as uh, Andrew said, that the, um, the people are swimming on far, far smaller scale of the beach than ever before. Mm. And that places heavy resources on people, so your medical resources are not there. Um, you know, you don't have the necessary lifeguards to go. Somebody gets sick. No one's attending to it because the bigger crowd is at their feet. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's that sort of a thing that we are concerned about. And the city has not. It, these are red flags. And the city should have been raising them, but uh, that hasn't happened. That people are still swimming in parts of the beaches in Durban. Knowing, not knowing that the that the high levels of people are or even that if you get sick and all that there, there's no one going to attend you because of the vast volumes of people swimming. But since we've uh, we've seen that um, the people drowning because like savers, there are not many resources been put into all that. There are very limited number of people that are doing life saving that are employed by the city. As a result, we've seen that people are drowning. Young children are drowning because of the rip currents and all that. But it's, it's more than just the rip currents. It's also because of the volume of people swimming in the Dublin's beaches. Um, now that some of those beaches are closed, uh, are going to cause debacle, are going to cause problems. And the city should have realized and they should have put together a plan to ensure that, that these things get taken care of. I mean, Dublin has got, really got no excuse. I mean, huge amounts of money. I mean, huge budget. They should have made sure that the citizens that come and visit our shores from anywhere else in the, in the country are fully out safe. No one can come and swim here. And when you hear that people are drowning, young children are drowning, families are losing their kids. Yeah, we we well, also we also know we also know that uh, by the way uh, this is is for our listeners. We also know that uh, these villages are not only concentrated in uh, Durban uh, or in Guazul Natal. Uh, apologies, uh, they are they are there in the Eastern Cape. Um, in fact, uh, there's a beach called Nahoon, um, and in East London as well. And they are also there in. Um, it's Guazul Natal that we're talking about, but there's two uh, beaches in, in Cape Town that also mm -hmm. have been closed as a result of the spillage. So, I mean, if you live in those areas and you want to comment, please join our conversation on 0860002332. Sorry, That's 0860002032. We have callers, Anonymous in Guazul Natal. You want to comment on specifically the Durban beaches. Hi, Anonymous. Uh, good day, uh, good day to you, uh, KG. 
and to your guest, I just want to say in my area, I live in the Verlum area, and I must say uh, that since the, uh, April 8th flooding, I don't know if the pumps were damaged on the servitude, on the uh, servitude lines, and it's not fun non-functional since that period of time that I mentioned. And um, to date, to date, it's been advertised twice in the local papers by the DA councillor, but nothing has been done to date, and that's why the Amschlanga Beach is uh, closed, because the water from the uh, sewage is going into the Amzloti River, which is diverted to the Amschlanga Beach. And um, it hasn't been repaired to date. I don't know what's going on with the municipality. The municipality diverted the members, the certain department of the municipality has got a payloader to divert that sewage into the Amzloti River. That's according to the advert and, and the council. Thank you very much. Enjoy your day. Thank you, Anonymous. Jemison, you are in uh, Musenberg. You want to comment on the closures of Cape Town uh, beaches. Hi, Jemison. Hi, KG. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Um, uh, greetings to the listeners out there. Yeah, in fact, here in, 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 uh, in Musenberg, when we look into the beach itself, it's a place whereby uh, people all the years have actually been flocking out there and uh, having rangers with their families. Uh, to add on top of that, there is a, a uh, castle of um, children whereby two children can actually be played there and uh, monitored. And it's very sad to learn uh, to say the, the, the beach is, is going to be closed due to the, uh, the, the sewage itself. And um, exactly what actually happens is like um, when I look at the other beach of Musenberg, it's like it's, it's, it's close to the house, and what happens is like when, when, the, when the brokerages with, with the tenants around or the houses around, I think they don't actually report quick to the, uh, to the, city, uh, to the city council so that they can actually attend to that, the, to that problem. As a result, when the, that problem goes on and on, it actually busts. Uh, therefore, um, because it's close to the, uh, there is a river, which is uh, Zambre River, and the I know uh, uh, most of the outlets, when, when the outlets are, are, are bust, more especially with the sewage situation, it, it, actually, it normally flows into that very river, which um, flows into, into the ocean itself, and it's very close to the beach. Yeah. Okay. You know, I also want to talk, uh, thank you, uh, Jameson, I want to talk uh, of the impact on um, uh, tourism businesses, Duncan, particularly in the area where you are the chair and you can comment on uh, the things that our callers have said as well if you want to. But I also want to, uh, you know, see if we can quantify the degree to which businesses have maybe had to close down because of the impact, impact of the closures or the non-maintenance, if you may, of these beaches? Well, I think, I think you must realize that in the last three years, um, the beach ecosystem or the beach exposure has had a huge impact on, on communities. If you remember during the COVID um, pandemic, um, beaches were, were, were classified as restricted areas mm. due to the social distancing elements of yes, our yes, populations yes. and different alert levels. So in the 2020 year, we had almost um, 220 days that were non-commissioned for beach usage. In the 2021 year, we had almost 212 days. And, and this year, due to infrastructure damage, we, we, we are sitting now with almost, it, it, by the end of the year, it will be almost 250 days of the year that has been consumed by this. 
And I think that we must have a look at in that it's, it's almost 680 days out of the last three years where people haven't been able to sustain themselves with their living, be able to conduct their living. People, for instance, like a lifeguard, for instance, he hasn't been working for 600 days, 600 days in the last three years. Mm. And, and how does a person bring food back to his home, bring assistance back to the house without having an occupation where you have assistance going through on that site? Mm. We have vendors down, as Desmond said earlier, the, the, the vendors that are relying on fishermen that rely on, on, on bringing home money and a job involved in this ecosystem have been severely affected from our traders that are on the beachfront where we had 30, 40 traders have, have been depleted down to 10, 15. Um, and a lot of people have closed down and they are not able to sustain themselves going forward with this unreliance of income coming in. Um, the guest houses, I mean, we, we're having a, a plethora of, of cancellations at the present moment mm. in the northern corridor of, of people that have, have cancelled their accommodation or their, their, their spend in the area. Um, and numerous guest houses and hotels are sitting on, on very low occupancies at this normally traditionally high occupancy period mm. for people. And, and the reliance of the staff of those institutions are reliant on the travellers coming through. If you look at just the numbers of people coming through the toll road at Marion Hill year on year, it's almost a 60% drop in numbers during the peak periods of people coming through to KZN. They're coming from the Gauteng traditionally, from the, the migration, and we call it from Gauteng down to, to the KwaZulu-Natal region. And, and people have chosen other destinations to go to during this, or more favorable destinations to go to during this period. Um, I also just want to say that this thing is not limited to, to KZN. We, as you said earlier, we're having to see this infrastructural damage um, all across the country at the moment. And I think it's been highlighted specifically in the, in the last couple of years due to the consistent testing and the, and the questions regarding whether beaches are safe for health reasons, whether mm. it be COVID, whether it be E. coli. Um, Desmond mentioned the discussions of, of pollution in the water. And, and during the, the riots of, of 2021, we also had chemical spills in the water. And mm. some of our, our rivers and estuaries and our, our, our tributaries are still affected today by residual elements of, of, of pollution from the spills and the chemical spills from 2021. Mm -hmm. The caller from Verulam that phoned earlier is quite correct. Um, the the, the Verulam tributary for the wastewater treatment plant is, is intricately connected to the Umschlange wastewater treatment system. So, yes, we are fixed. Well, the municipality has fixed one element of the, the reticulation works. But it's, it's kilometers of wastewater treatment that take, get taken from left to right, up and down, before they get you know, disposed of correctly into the ecosystem that have been damaged during the infrastructural damages. And, and it's, and it's going to take time to fix it. And it's going to take, we, can, we can't just do piecemeal here and a piecemeal there to get it right to be able to boost tourism again. We have to be able to put KZN back as being a leader of a blue flag beach status and, and a leading tourism destination in our country uh, and use our natural resources of our water and our beaches as, as, our, as our currency for that. Yeah. You know, uh, um, you know w what happens, uh, who do you talk to in the municipality? Municipalities have municipal managers. They mm -hmm. have infrastructure managers. Uh, they have, uh, you know, strategic planning managers. Uh, somebody has to be uh, the one who talks to you, who gives you direction as to where they are, if at all they're in the process of managing the problem. This is a peak 
week for the business of tourism in South mm-hmm. Africa. But this is particularly a peak week also, uh, should be a peak week for coastal towns in South Africa. 100%. I think that the, the, the discussions about fixing infrastructure is, 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 a, is a multi-pronged approach to national governments that looks after our our beaches and our um, under the custodianship of the Department of Environmental Affairs. Mm. Um, obviously, our national sewage works are under the Department of Public Works. And then obviously, it boils down to your individual municipalities and the individual city managers that relate to this. Um, I think that in KZN, one of the challenges we have is that the, the damages caused in the April floods, as well as the, the, the chemical spills in 2021, relate to different municipalities different responsibilities, different, uh, different um, city managers. So it, it, it's maybe a lack of maybe a coordinated approach between the different departments and the different people that's causing maybe a, a delay in getting the, the, the infrastructure back up to speed to what it should be mm. um, for this important part, part of the year. Yeah. I mean, your, your last thoughts as we round off our discussion, Brandon, about, um, I mean, uh, 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 Desmond, I'm sorry, about where we should be going, where we should be, you know, uh, you know what we should be doing. Uh, it's almost the new year. We have to find a way to nip this in the bud so that, you know, uh, the coast remains the coast for the reasons that we love the coast for. Yeah, look, uh, I must say that, uh, you know, it's a Systemic, systemic problem of a bigger problem, and that uh, is what the chairperson of South Africa, uh, President Ramaphosa, said at the national conference of his party, was that we have to really rebuild South Africa. We have to be inclusive. We have to bring people together. And the problem is that the, um, what we have attempted to do in Durban, as far as the Durban Coast, is to go and identify what are the core problems hindering us from maintaining the big infrastructure project. One other focus. Well, I can tell you, we need to get experienced people who have the knowledge, who are able to operate and manage these infrastructure projects, uh, the sewage works, the water works, and all that. So it goes down to employing the right people for the right job. Yeah. We'll leave you, it to... You've got to get that. Yeah. yeah. And that's important. If we get that, then I think... Pro- but also working together, we have... Urge the city to work with us. We have experienced people with us that can identify the problem and give them sound advice how to fix it. Yeah, we'll leave it. I unfortunately I have to leave it here because time is not on my side. But thank you for affording me, and I and I hope the the you know the relevant authorities listened to this discussion. Desmond Desar, environmentalist and member of the South Durban Community Environmental Alliance. Duncan Hefel, chairman of the Umhlanga Tourism Association. It's eleven forty-two.